Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, November the 6th and the second day of the second national lockdown to try and tackle the spread of coronavirus. We're actually going to start off today hearing from a charity who are concerned that some families in Kent could be going hungry at Christmas as the Covid crisis pushes people further into poverty. Demand has surged at Nourish Community Food Bank in Tunbridge Wells, who reckon they'll be providing for three times as many people as normal. They're asking us to donate food or give a pound for each of the 12 days of Christmas. We've been chatting to Dawn Stamford, who's their operations manager. We saw a very slight sort of even out of numbers and we've now seen over the last few weeks um, a steady climb again um, of demand, um, especially during the half term that we've just had um, and now we're seeing obviously with a new lockdown we're seeing another wave of new referrals um, and I think those are going to be with us certainly for the for next four weeks but I think you know heading right through to the Christmas holidays and beyond probably. Tell me a bit about your Christmas campaign. So normally we do the 12 days of Christmas it's a bit like a reverse advent um, we can't do the 24 because obviously turning around those donations on Christmas Eve um, in getting them out for Christmas is not doable. So we swapped to the 12 days um, the last couple of years and it's been you know, fantastic for us. People collect things for 12 days, drop them off between sort of the 12th and the 16th. And then the 16th of December is when our Christmas parcels normally start going out so that we can deliver everyone um, an out just before Christmas Eve. Um, Obviously, that's just not going to be um, the case this year. We can't do that. People can't um, gather those collections together. It's just not possible with the new social distancing um, you know, restrictions. And obviously, we want people to be safe and at home. But we still want to give them the opportunity to help. And we've had you know, really lots of inquiries saying, what are you going to do this year? Can we do the reverse advent? It's something we do every year. You know, it's it's kind of in our build up to Christmas to think about you guys. And so we came up with the alternative um, Christmas campaign, which is still based around the 12 days. Um, but it's it's a pound a day for 12 days, which helps a child in crisis or it's donating 20 pounds, which covers the Christmas dinner meal for the family. Um, and we've got, um, you know, lovely little Christmas trees that people can stick their 12 coins on um, and then we can cash them in. You know, it's just about allowing people to get safely involved with supporting us. And and also from our point of view, um, getting those much needed funds and, and food in in time for our parcels. And we buy wholesale. You know, we've had to swap our own way of working. and We are able to source you know, a lot more for our money, which is brilliant. So every pound that you donate now goes a lot further than if you spent it in the supermarket, which, you know, for some people where that pound is really precious at the moment, it's really good for them to know that we can stretch it a bit further. Next, and we've got another update on that barber from Kings Hill who's refused to shut up shop. Well, he's now been kicked out of his premises after continuing to open despite the new restrictions. Met Warwick posted a video online publicising the fact he wouldn't be following coronavirus rules. The 39-year-old was given a warning by police and the council yesterday and now says his landlord has stopped him from going into the building. I don't think this is the last we're going to hear on this one. Elsewhere, the Archbishop of Canterbury says he thinks the ban on church services during the second lockdown will probably change. 
Current rules mean places of worship in England can only open for private prayer and small funerals. Well, Justin Welby has joined other faith leaders who've written a letter to Boris Johnson calling for other services to be allowed to continue. Now, as we're all told to stay at home more during the second coronavirus lockdown, a volunteer group in Maidstone is urging people to speak out about mental health issues. The COVID-19 Mutual Aid Facebook page was set up at the start of the pandemic to support people who are struggling. It's feared the winter weather will make it harder this time around because we probably won't go outside as much. Reshmi Cullum helps to run it. Last time uh, I could sense when I was in Trevor Gibbons, the um, the mental health unit of Maidstone Hospital, um, basically the NHS Trust because Maidstone Hospital is different. Um, I chatted with the professionals who are from the mental health uh, background and I asked them what they are expecting. So I was already given a heads up that there will be a lot of referrals and there'll be a lot of people who might have suffered through a lot of mental health issues prior to the lockdown. And now because of sudden thing like this, that might cause a lot of uh, aggravation. And from there, I took that note and I was mentally prepared that from the first experience that this month, I think the entire month I'm expecting that there'll be a lot of people who are not ready for this and sudden announcement, I think they were not expecting. So that I think I'm starting from this time is the mental health, uh, the people who are suffering or they are succumbed to being uh, struggling with this in quiet and they don't want to talk about it because they feel it's a stigma, it's a taboo, they're not comfortable. So I have started uh, talking more about that from the very beginning so that the entire month we are promoting it as much as possible so that people who are suffering in silence, they don't have to suffer in silence. We trying to treat this as a platform which is non-judgmental. Anybody can have issues dealing with their emotions. And I think it's very, very normal. And then later on moving ahead, I think I'm planning something for the Christmas as well, because again, just like Easter wives, people must be missing Christmas wives because this was the time when they're supposed to prepare for Christmas, but now they can't. So uh, again, I am, I'm trying to bring that up as well so that we can do a lot more for people. They can't come out of the houses, but we can definitely bring some uh, Christmas goodies at the door. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, and a 16-year-old girl's died after being hit by a car as she crossed a road in Sittingbourne. It happened on the A2 at the junction with Merston Road on Sunday. We've now been told she passed away in hospital three days later. Investigators say a silver Vauxhall Zafira was involved, although no one has been arrested. A government spending watchdogs warned the UK will face significant disruption when the Brexit transition period ends even if a trade deal has been reached. The National Audit Office says preparations for the new border controls at places like Dover and Folkestone have been hampered by the pandemic. They're due to come into effect on January the 1st, but key IT systems haven't been tested out yet and transit areas for lorries still aren't ready. Two people, including a 17-year-old girl, have been arrested in Tunbridge Wells after things turned a bit hostile on the final night before lockdown. Crowds gathered in the streets after the 10pm closing time on Wednesday and police and paramedics had to be called. The teenager was questioned on suspicion of assaulting an emergency worker and then released on bail. A 21-year-old man was also detained and fined for being drunk and disorderly. A new fleet of bin lorries is going to be rolled out in parts of Kent after 
after the old ones kept breaking down and were too wide to fit down narrow streets. Bosses are ditching current waste contractors Serco, which has been operating across Canterbury, Whitstable and Herne Bay for 30 years. The newly formed Canterbury Environment Company will take over emptying bins in February with brand new rubbish trucks, which should be more reliable. Now, how do you fancy owning your very own hotel? Well, one in Maidstone has gone up for sale, but for a whopping £12.5 million. The Hilton on Bearstead Road has almost 150 bedrooms and is also often used as a wedding venue. Meantime, the ground floor of a luxury apartment building in Whitstable is now going to be turned into a Pilates studio instead of a wine bar. Developers have changed their minds about what to do with a site near the seafront where the Savoy Snooker and Social Club used to be. They say an exercise space would be more appropriate. Now residents have moved in. It's due to open next year. Are concerns autistic children will lose their privacy when a housing development is built next to a special needs school in Ramsgate. Council bosses have allowed 38 homes to be constructed next to Leyland Gap, but dozens of parents and the school's head teacher say children in the playground will be distressed by the building noise and will also be overlooked by the new residents. One parent is taking legal action. Craig Revel-Horwood says filming strictly without a live audience this weekend will be quite difficult. It's movie week tomorrow night, but there won't be any fans in the studio because of the new lockdown. Kent's Harvey is dancing the cha-cha-cha to Don't Go Breaking My Heart from Nomeo and Juliet. And Davina McCall has thanked followers on Twitter after being reunited with her dog that had been found in Tunbridge Wells. I've got her. She's in the back of the car. Thank you, everybody, for the retweets. And she's safe and sound. It's not exactly clear what happened to Bo, but the TV presenter posted that she'd been picked up by two ladies who told someone they were taking her to a vet. She's now back home, safe and sound. Kent Online Sport. Football and it's all eyes on the FA Cup this weekend with two Kent sides in first round action. One is hoping to avoid an upset, the other would love to cause one. Well, let's start with Gillingham then. The League One side welcome non-league Woking to Priestfield tomorrow. Ish has been chatting to KMTV's Team Talk presenter, Ollie Collins. Heading into the game, obviously, Steve Evans knows Woking quite well um, from his time at Crawley Town, of course. Um, now they were sort of big rivals trying to get into the football league, and and of course um, Steve knows Woking very well, and, and says that they were sort of the benchmark that other non-league teams were were looking to um, a few well about ten years ago when he was Crawley Town manager. Um, so he's expecting a, a tough game from from Woking, and um, of course they've got um, former Jill's winger and um, former England international Matt Jarvis in their ranks as well. And and when he came back to the Jills a few years ago playing for Walsall. Uh, he actually provided three assists in the game that also ended up winning 3-1. Um, and it's just a, a massive shame, really, I guess, because I'm sure the Gillingham fans would have loved to welcome Matt Jarvis back to the Priestfield. Um, but, of course, they're not allowed to be there um, uh, tomorrow, of course, after the FA saying that the first-round games couldn't have any fans in them. It's opposition that he knows well, and uh, obviously there's a uh, familiar threat uh, that the Jill's fans will be aware of. And obviously, Woking being a much lower-ranked side, did you get a sense that he warned his players about, well, not slipping up? Absolutely, yeah. I think that is the that is the key, isn't it? Because whenever a league club does get a non-league side, the message basically is, you don't want to be the headline. That's the thing. Just get through to the next round. Um, because if you're the headline, you've done something wrong. That's, that's the issue. And um, Steve was certainly saying that he thought that his players can't be complacent about tomorrow's game um, because... 
well, of course, they are playing a team from the National League, two divisions below themselves. Um, but he did admit um, that the FA Cup can't be as much of a priority as League One this year. And because he says it's such a difficult league, um, although saying that, he, he did say that he'd love to have another run and, and get a Premier League club like the Jills did last year, of course, playing uh, West Ham in the, in the third round. And hoping to cause a bit of giant killing this weekend at Tunbridge Angels. It's the first time they've reached this stage of the competition in almost 50 years. But they won't have an easy task as they host League Two Bradford City. His boss, Steve McKim. We treat, treat them um, with respect. We get them watched, which I've done. Someone went to Barrow last week and watched them for us. Um, I've had a report on them from Southend the other night. The players have been given all the information that we can without... Um, Worrying them, panicking them. Um, we'll go about our own game plan. And if he's executed right, we've got half a chance. Um, they are going to be fitter. They are going to be stronger because they're a full-time outfit. Um, but the flip side of it, Cup's a funny old game. And these boys will give their all um, right to the last minute. And, and I've got faith in them to... to give a good account of themselves. You can follow all of the action at kentonline.co.uk. That's it for today. But don't forget, you can also subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. It's very straightforward to do it. Just head to ilifmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.